0: The
1: Citizen's go to the Super normal.
2: I found this soundboard and he just says so many great things Did
0: you ever take a dump and made you feel like you just slept for 12 hours?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently you have
0: Everyone's taking that dump
2: I think that's going to be the new name of my sex tape It's German
0: I think I think honestly that everybody's had that dump. You know, like you know, when you
2: feel taller afterwards.
0: You know, like because you
2: you've, you've, you've sprung up.
0: You've been drinking, and then you were like, oh, you know, what's a great idea after all the booze I just put in my body is Chinese food. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and
1: then, we've
2: all been there. Five we've or six
0: hours later, you wake up and you're like, <laughs> you wake up and you're like, uh oh. So one time, all of a sudden, uh, you hear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Remember, um, <laughs> we used to do the food challenges? <laughs> so I yeah. used to do the food challenges with my friends, too, when we were out drinking. And uh, we would always go to this Chinese food place after we, we drank. It was called, uh, was it Granite? Oh, I fuck, I can't remember. You know the That's one. all you need to know. It was in Quincy's, so everything's called Granite. But anyway, um, it, it was in an old bank. We would go in there at, like, with 2 in the, the granite morning. Pail? Wasn't that, like, Fuji? No, 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 no. It was not Fuji. The one in Quincy. No, in Fuji zone? was the good... Chinese food. This place there was, was, was no around Quincy before, Center, right? like, all the Chinese food got good in Quincy. Yeah. that's not Fuji. This one's in a bank. Fuji was in, like, yeah, a regular storefront. No no. Okay, whatever. Hey, who cares? The point I'm trying to make is we, we would go in there after we'd been drinking all night, and uh, <laughs> we would do the spicy mustard challenge.
1: Oh, <laughs> not the horseradish mustard.
2: Whoever could do the whole shot. Oh. Would win, but the thing is, you didn't win anything. You didn't win.
1: Nobody would it win. A, no they, one wins when you do the
2: spicy mustard challenge. And then you
1: lost in about six hours.
2: Yeah, so like, what are those dumb things you do when you're 21 we, and you're trying to you yeah. trying
0: to prove how cool you are? 20, 21. We did that with our brother-in-law in Cooperstown. I just wanted to watch were, you
2: guys drink a whole thing of spicy
0: mustard. There I didn't know. He was the only one who did it. Yeah, and it was hilarious. Oh, so bad. His face got red. He started to sweat oh, from his eyeballs. Yeah. So it was
2: really bad. Your nose starts running. Like, you he just, wasn't crying. He was sweating. You from feel his bad about everything you've ever done in that instance. Yeah. Every single time.
0: We did a lot of crazy food challenges. That like you ate four of those breakfast burritos from McDonald's. <laughs> oh,
2: remember when I made you eat that whole like foot long sausage all in one bite?
0: It was two bites, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I have the picture.
0: I still have the picture too. <laughs> hey, listen. You know what? It's uh, It's an art.
2: You know, speaking <laughs> of giant sausages. We should probably get into dick news. That was a great segue. Yahtzee. Know, that was a good segue. It only <laughs> took me 20 episodes to get segues down. Yeah, you did, you did
1: it once. And you, you'll probably fall off in episode 21. Yeah,
0: no, no.
2: This is this is uh, going to be the highlight of the show. Well,
0: the problem, though, <clears throat> is that we, this is now this is not even straight up dick news. It's news from down under. Because I got to... Well, we have dick news, and then we have what's, I mean, what's, in, what's in your what's wallet.
1: in your wallet. Is, is all of the dick news straight up, though? I don't know.
2: No sometimes, so. no, sometimes. no, sometimes
1: it's curved to the left.
2: Sometimes
0: it's got that curve up though. Like, yeah, sometimes
1: it curves up and it looks weird. Well sometimes it's painful and there's no direction.
0: And then sometimes it's got a right bend in it and we have to worry about uh. that. And then
1: sometimes
2: dude's penises look like blunderbusses. Have you seen that in a porn movie where you're like, How is the head so big? How are you carrying that thing around?
0: One, like th- is that what they refer to as the hammer? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a really unhealthy lollipop. <laughs>
1: Your penis pump's not mine, baby. I didn't do it. I'm not
2: mine. <laughs> I can't. I saw. I saw this one penis in a pawn once. Not that I watch porn at all, ever. Um, but it looked like somebody stubbed out a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was like, why is it bent like that? It looks like you broke
0: it.
1: Because <laughs> <It's>, it is.
0: <laughs> it's got the uh, the cartoon accordion treatment.
1: Looks
0: <laughs> 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 like a cartoon car accident. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's start off with what's in your wallet. A okay. Woman says meth found hidden inside vagina is not hers. Do we want to take a guess at where this lovely lady's from? M-
2: Missouri. It's gotta be Missouri.
1: Um, Florida.
0: Special guest. Arkansas. Louisiana woman allegedly caught uh, with meth. We're all close, right? Damn, I love you. Oh, so, right, so right close. Right in there. Deep south, you know? Everyone,
1: yeah, everyone like
0: circled that.
1: We surrounded it. We just didn't pinpoint it. Can we not we talk gave about it a rim job? Like, <laughs> 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 we never, just, we never teased, quite hit the. Yeah, you teased it. <laughs> you
0: hit the. You hit, you hit off the. Uh, you, ah, whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make the analogy. Uh, what, Louisiana woman allegedly caught with meth hidden inside of her john. I don't know how you allegedly catch somebody when you pull meth. From her vagina, yeah. I think generally,
2: it's... once you pull it out, unless she had like a real, real groovy gynecologist, it, you probably put it in there.
0: She said she didn't know where the drugs came from. Uh, uh was uh, she pregnant
2: yeah. at the time? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> she, maybe it was, was the she having Jesse Pinkham's baby? Is that what happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley Beth Rowland, 23, was accused on July 31st of stealing five thousand dollars from the apartment of a man she'd been staying with for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to the documents published by the Ochita Parish Sheriff's Office, the man told West Monroe Police Department that while she was showering, Roland swiped. Well, while he was showering, Roland swiped his cash and left. Roland allegedly confessed to the police that she did take the man's money and left his apartment. Documents that the female correctional officer later searched Roland, and inside of Roland's vagina, discovered $6,233, along with a clear Plastic bag of roughly one what? gram
1: of meth. Wait, what? All the cash was ah, up. So, there? so cash. The, it, wow. The cash was up there too. So, <laughs> six thousand. So she admitted the cash she took, but I don't know. She's don't know, got a human safety there. deposit box.
0: She six. I, I. mean, I've seen like a stack of hundreds, like I, and a thousand dollars in a stack can't even of hundreds. Like, that. is like you know, get the ten. She's the, the world's
1: out? worst ATM. It's like a hot dog in a hallway.
0: Like that. 6233 I like that there's like three single dollars just did chilling she, in there. Did
2: she put them up individually? Do you think it was like one of those soda machines where like, you put the dollar in and it kind of spits it out? Maybe you got to put it in the right way.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's the, it's the world's best ATM. <laughs> <laughs> the world's best ATM that t- delivers the money in fives. So what did you say? She put like 500
2: bucks up there? $6,233. 6, $6,000 up. So she put $6,000 up there. I guess the only time you should really be worried is if it comes out all in quarters afterwards.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> your exchange machine's broken. I put in my dollar, but I only got 75 cents back. A bunch
2: of rolls of quarters
0: just fall out. <laughs> You know how you go to the the drive up ATM and it's like <laughs> <laughs> no rule change and be like well, oh shit. <laughs> Alright. Uh she was arrested <laughs> She was arrested and charged with theft and narcotic, narcotics possession. Um she remained behind bars in lieu of eight thousand dollars bond. I
2: hope to God she pleads not guilty.
0: I don't know. I how. just I want this to go to trial so bad. I want I- So wait a minute. She stole $5,000 from this guy. She had 1000 she, she already she had, had 1000 $1, up there? $233 up there. She only stole $5,000. Was it a security deposit? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's wrecked, ma'am. You're not getting your back.
2: She's <laughs> going to call the landlord later to come
0: in and paint, change the carpet. <laughs> ah, it's a murkin' joke. Somebody make it. All right. Oh Starting God. off with a bang. Hardwood Florin now. Alright, you guys ready for number two? High naked woman tried to bite off man's genitals during a threesome. Police say. Okay. You guys wanna guess the state or are we just gonna if move I on? If I
2: had a fucking dime for every time that happened. No no, no, no where sense. where
0: I had to guess the state. I've never
2: been in a threesome. I'm pretty provincial. <laughs> 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 uh California. Um, I'm gonna say I'm you know what? I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna play Missouri again. How about Minnesota? Oh, good one. We never say that. And I'm just going to interject and say Sarge is a gentleman. He sticks to missionary with the lights off and the shades drawn.
2: By myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like God intended. (laughs) Uh, Me and the washing machine have a special thing on Friday nights, but other than that,
0: I'm by myself. Hanahan, South Carolina. Oh. Ah, goddamn! Police in South Carolina say a naked woman tried to bite off a man's genitals and then rushed on all fours at responding officers, who shocked her with a stun gun.
2: Rushed on all fours, like a dog. Well, was she on her knees though, or was she like doing on the? All was fours. she so she was on her hands? And I don't think feet. she was inchworming it. I think she was. like... <laughs> no, I don't know if she was like ape hanging it. You know what I mean? Where she was like doing the doing the angry gorilla charge. I would assume it was like.
1: Yeah, no, he's get a point.
2: Right? Yeah. Was she on her hands and knees, or was she on her feet and bent over with her hands on the on ground? This is on
0: all fours, man. I mean, we, that maybe, mean she's, maybe she's on her elbows and knees. I don't know.
2: I, I want to I call this newspaper that reported this. and It's ABC discuss, 8 News from South Carolina. We need to discuss the details. I need to know what all fours means.
0: WSC, WCSC-TV reports that a man called police for help, saying a woman tried to bite off his penis during sex with him and another man him, police chief Dennis Turner says officers. Wait, they sh- were doing the Eiffel Tower? Uh, again, not clear. Karen yeah. here is
2: getting filled out like an application, and suddenly she's got something to complain about? <laughs> what are you going the wrong hole?
0: Uh Turner says officers shocked the bloody woman with the stun gun, then used an overdose Oh, over- she was bloody? Then used an overdose fighting drug to revive her. Maybe they found Officers were told G-O-D she was
2: on high on heroin gun? and meth. Maybe they found her
0: security deposit. Turner says the body camera recording <laughs> reminded me of something you would see out of a horror movie. The woman was hospitalized and charges are pending. God damn it.
2: I have to know what drug she was they on. They have
0: body camera footage. So we could probably put in a public information request for this.
2: So she was covered? Oh, okay. So now I know where the blood came from because she tried to bite off the guy's dick. Right. Okay, I got confused well, general, for a second.
0: So she could have she popped the nut in and tried to bite that off.
2: I got so I got so distracted by the Eiffel Tower situation, and I was wondering maybe if she was hiding something.
0: You know, in nature's
2: pocket. And so when the whole thing was going down, I was like, oh, my God, she's covered in blood, too. What did the guy do to it? And then I remembered she, she bit his dick.
0: Or, or testicles. I mean, lamb fries, you cut them way up high.
2: <laughs> She said geni- <laughs> yeah, <they> said genitals <laughs> in the article, right? They didn't say. Yeah,
0: no, they said genitals.
2: So maybe she just bit the scrot. Have you ever trimmed, you know, done some manscaping and you, you nicked it?
0: That's the worst. You just fucking bleed for days. <laughs> it's, it's literally the worst. It's a
1: static it's on.
0: All right, you guys want number three.
1: <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. What do we got?
0: Deputies, blank man tied up wife's lover, cut off penis and runs off with it. You know, blank right. man really right. hasn't Ooh.
2: been the same since he started. Hang- he stopped hanging out with David Alan Greer. Uh
0: This is. I didn't want to give the state because we're guessing states.
2: Oh, oh, so it's not Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah, that was, that
1: was a movie, wasn't it?
2: Negative. Yeah, no, no, that was, no that was on Living Color. No, oh, no,
1: no, blank, blank
2: man. Was man. Oh no, movie. Movie. no, you're right. Blank man was a movie. Uh, handy man was on Living Color. All right,
0: so <laughs> handy man, which <laughs> yes. is
2: not appropriate anymore. No. <laughs> Also the name of Sergeant Sextate Handyman? Hmm. Yeah, it's true. I do own a tool belt, and it's got a lot of dildos on it for some reason.
0: Is anybody else bothered by the fact that all of the plumbers and electricians and the guys who show up in those porn movies, none of them seem to be licensed?
2: Well, I mean, I'm just kind or of... Or insured, maybe? I'm just kind of encouraged by the fact that they they're willing to take alternative forms of payment. I think we should barter for goods. I, I want to barter for goods. He may it's not want my services. dick, goods but like service. I'll make you, I'll make you some some sausages. Maybe <laughs> we can sit down with a beer and and chat about the old days. Whatever I can do to get you to fix my lights <laughs> and not me not give you money. Sir, would you like me to polish the rims of your car? I, I mean, I would do anything for love, but, but I, won't I won't do, do that. that. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. You guys want to guess rims, the state Tim.
0: that this 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 gentleman tied up his wife's lover and cut off his penis with, and then he ran off.
2: Tied up his wife's lover, cut, cut, cut off, off, his off penis. the other man's penis, yep.
0: and then run off with it.
2: And then maybe right. he just wanted. To- Was he wielding it like a Harry Potter wand? <laughs> expectro Patronum. I now have your dick.
1: <laughs> uh, I really forgot all about handyman. You just had like my TV <laughs> flying back. it has <Damon's> <laughs> been lost for 15 minutes thinking about. Oh, I'm like, handyman. <laughs> I'm here to protect Damon. the <laughs> handicapped. <laughs> remember, oh my god. You think god! God, you could not so get away with that these days, right? yeah, If you all... were
0: gonna do like a Harry Potter porn, it'd be like a Expecto prescrotum, right? Oh, you nailed it. Low hanging fruit, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely very low hanging. Depending on how old you are,
0: all right, sometimes so... you gotta roll them up. So,
2: uh, anybody want to guess this state before we I'm going to say, I'm, you know what? I, I've started with Missouri. It was wrong twice, so I'm going to go New York.
1: Uh, New no Mexico.
2: Reason. New Mexico, that's a good one. Uh-oh.
1: Uh, Wyoming.
2: Bell,
0: Florida. God damn it. Florida. Bell, Son
1: Florida.
0: of a bitch. Authorities say a Florida man held his wife's lover at gunpoint. Cut off the man's penis before fleeing with the flailing appendage. Oh boy. I could just was picture swinging him. it. Do you think he was like you think he was like running kinda of like limp wristed like Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds and it was just kind of <laughs> flopping. <laughs> like when he throws the javelin? <laughs> the javelin? Yeah. Oh boy. The flailing oh, appendage. News re- news outlets report forty nine year old Alex Bonilla w wasn't he a baseball player?
2: Bobby Bonilla Bobby, so um, still, getting, still getting paid. Alex was only in the minor leagues.
0: Uh, was arrested hours later on charges including aggravated assault. He is currently in custody on $1,125,000 bond. The Gilchrist County Sheriff's office released his state released a statement Tuesday that said Bonilla broke into his neighbor's home on Sunday, tied up th- tied the neighbor up mutilated his genitals with scissors. Ooh. Oh, scissors. Oof. Come on, bro. Deputies say the victim told authorities that Bonilla then took the severed penis and fled across the street to his own house. With the penis? This is mine now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Find his keepers. <laughs> you, you know Bobby Bonilla is the, still gets paid by the Mets? Until yes. the year 2035. Yeah, yeah he probably was,
0: Bonilla Day. He gets, a, yeah. he gets a check every whatever. What a terrible, yeah, what a terrible fucking deal recently. that was. Yeah. Deputies say the motive is still under investigation, though an arrest report says Bonilla caught his wife with the victim having sex in May. The victim was hospitalized. So he caught them having sex in May and then decided I think
2: months he, later, like, okay, you know what? Not today is the day.
0: Revenge is a dish best served. Cut off with scissors. And sticky? I
1: think I said that earlier, didn't I? I
2: don't
0: yeah. know. I don't remember. I
1: don't remember
2: either. You know the other thing that worries me about this, this entire you know, situation?
0: Listen, time out. If you're going to go through all the trouble of, like, using scissors to cut off a guy's dick and then run across the street with the flailing dick in your hand into your house, why not just put it in the garbage disposal and go the full Monty? I,
2: I want to know, you're already there. what was right. his plan with that dick? Like, he's going to run back to his house with it. It there had to have been a secondary plan.
0: Wait a second obviously if his wife is sleeping with this guy yeah maybe he was just kind of hoping that like he could do one of those
2: maybe he was gonna glue it to her own, stomach
0: make your own dildo with I'm, the neighbor's penis so I that mean, wouldn't, she's satisfied without sleeping with another man
2: oh cause he thought maybe right. she was just doing it for the dick right maybe it was a demon dick situation
0: oh callback episode 18 how yeah. you doing what Please. about what about like one of those voodoo dick jokes remember when, like when you were 8th grade and those voodoo dick jokes
2: I didn't encounter voodoo. a lot of dicks in eighth grade, but I guess you and I had different experiences.
0: No, no, it was a, the, the joke, not the actual dick. It was Voodoo Dildo, I think. But whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I remember the joke now. That was a long time ago. And the cop. Voodoo Dildo, my. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: been to Voodoo Donuts. It's a good place.
0: All right, well, that's all news I got for. This episode's gone off the rails. Already. That's, that's what I got for uh, news from Down Under. Okay.
2: Hi. I'm Sarge from Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. I'm the guy who just made a penis joke a little while ago. I mean, I don't know for sure if I did because I recorded this afterwards, but it's Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. It's a pretty safe bet I made a joke about dicks. Anyway, long story short, uh, this is a public service announcement because we need money, and uh, that's really it. Um, This show costs a little bit of money to put on, and uh, we would like some more of it. So if you go to patreon.com slash SajaDestroyer you can give us some of that money so I don't have to sell my plasma or sperm. Frankly I'm a little iffy on selling the sperm because I'm shooting blanks so uh, I don't know if it's really all that valuable to anyone. I mean it might be valuable to somebody but that person's probably a little weird and I don't really want them paying me for stuff. Anyway, thank you for listening to the show and if you already do donate we appreciate you very much because you're a big help to us. But uh, if you don't donate and you got a little extra money, we would like it. Thank you, and have a beautiful day.
0: So he says to the camel, that's my toe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You are a cut-up. Why, thank
2: you. (laughs) Okay, so uh, anyway, welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like eating spaghetti, lightly garnished with strands of human hair. (laughs) No, sir, I don't like it. My name is Sarge. With me is Maynard and joining us as usual is our dedicated researcher, Jordan. We also have Laura here. Again, because most of the time we hang out at her house and, uh... Well, if we're going to keep her awake by shouting about dicks, uh, she might as well come down and hang out.
0: <laughs> you can Also, find... the name of Sergeant actually... Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's literally just me for 20 minutes.
1: Dicks here. I got dicks everywhere. <laughs>
2: like,
1: give me a goddamn microphone. At least let me be on the show <laughs> if you're
2: going to talk about dicks. <laughs> Talking about a favorite subject okay so you can find us on Twitter I'm at bastard Profit. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and Jordan is at CG super Jordan. the show is at C underscore g underscore supernormal you can also follow our host branded sports check out their website um, at branded Sport, at thebrandedsports.com or on Twitter at branded underscore sports right now I'm involved in a very heated competition with branded sports uh, 16 or 15 members? of the branded sports team are in a head-to-head matchup of college football.
1: Oh, and you're like, I don't know what's going on.
2: Literally no idea. (laughs) They told me that Notre Dame was my team, and um, my first response was, well, I hope they recover after that fire. (laughs) Apparently there are two.
1: You're like, is Rudy still on the team?
2: (laughs) I did ask that question. He is not. Sadly, he was killed in Stranger Things. Spoiler alert. So anyway, it was that it sucked?
1: The giant, so, the giant lizard got him. Here's the
2: thing: I need if anybody from the Notre Dame team happens to stumble upon this podcast, don't fuck this up for me because it's a free vacation to Atlanta to watch the Peach Bowl. And from what I understand, that's something that I want to go to, based on on what everyone else was saying.
1: Is it is it a football game?
2: It's a it's like a it, it's not the final, but it, it's it's a final I think.
1: Yeah, because they just put all those bowls in there and they go you know, into Atlanta. That,
0: gonna eat yeah. Peaches. They
1: have more fucking.
0: Like yeah, it's kind of Atlanta, though. You know.
1: Everything's <laughs> peaches down there. So. Oh, okay. You just all fill right. the bowl with peaches and they play. College
2: football, football has more bowls than my pothead roommate back in college. <laughs> There's bowls everywhere. Okay, so uh, anyway, so follow that in Root for Notre Dame. And if, you, if you're magical, make them win because I want to go down to Georgia for a vacation. I'm not going to know what's happening, and I won't care who wins, but I want to go. So anyway, uh, they also have some great podcasts and, and, and some good articles and junk. And they so, post uh, some weird
1: shit on Twitter They right post
2: now, some amazing shit. Did you see the one where the guy was just breastfeeding that weird lady yeah, at a rodeo? I,
1: yeah, no, I had a good reply to it that people liked. I was like, this is the worst Roadhouse reboot I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 that's, that's what it looked like. It looked like a scene at a Roadhouse, but like everybody was ugly. <laughs>
2: The woman was just so uninvolved in
1: the whole oh, situation. The guy lifted so up gross. her shirt.
2: He's gnawing on her boob. And she's like, just
0: hanging out.
2: like and she's unaffected. like, not enough.
0: She's like, yeah, she's she's like, like okay, it's a dirty right. job, but somebody's got to do it.
2: All right, all right. All right, Tim. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. So anyway. God like, oh, uh, damn it, Twitter. <laughs> uh, so if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Because it's literally the only way we get ratings. Because no other fucking podcast site. Provides reviews for us because they suck. Um, so give us a five-star review, or if you don't like us, don't don't uh, don't review us. Review another show. Um, but but we need your love. We really do. We really 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 need you. Your love. Uh, you can also help support the show on Patreon.com. Guys, can I just say that we need to be destroyed?
0: validated? I just want to be validated.
2: Yeah, I. You know, I mean, why else are we doing this, right? Right.
0: I don't. I actually honestly don't know.
2: I mean, there's very few avenues for middle-aged white guys. Podcasting is really all we got at this point. Yeah,
1: no, that's it's, it's it. It's the end.
2: Well, that in in rallies with torches, but none of us are racist. No,
1: so. no, no. We would not. We would my stick t- out like a sore thumb. My tiki torches keep the bugs away.
2: I would get kicked out the minute I showed up with my Run DMC t-shirt. <laughs> It'd be like ah. we do
1: not walk down the street with our
2: tiki torches. Yeah, no, I keep them in the backyard yeah, to get yeah. rid of mosquitoes. Right, right. I don't, I don't travel with them. I just wear bug spray if I'm going to be outside for an extended period. Yeah. I don't think they were carrying the
1: torches to keep away bugs, though. It's still laughable that they were carrying Home Depot $4. I know, I know. So. Just
2: make a torch with a T-shirt wrapped around a <laughs> stick like Indiana
1: Jones, you dickheads.
2: And, and one more thing about the Indiana Jones torch, I just while we're on the subject. How the fuck did that thing stay lit for so long? I All they did. did was dip it in kerosene. I put kerosene on my fire. That shit goes out after like two minutes.
1: I mean, have you tried it with the torch, though?
2: With a t-shirt wrapped around a stick? No, yeah. I've not I've not tried that, well, but I'm assuming Marlo, it's the same. Dif-
1: well, maybe that's a video we have to make. I think, we need, I think we, need we need to do, do Mythbusters. Do I think myth to Summer's over. Mythbusters.
2: Yeah. Note to self, we're going to do yeah. this, and I'm going to wave it around to try to um, Scare Away Snakes. Can I make <laughs> a suggestion? Not in our
1: backyard.
2: Nope, <laughs> nope. No, you you no. picked the venue. Can I, can I you make a
1: suggestion? You picked the venue
0: by volunteering me to do it, so now it's going to be in your backyard. Can I just make a suggestion? Yes. If you're going to... To dip your wick in kerosene, could you just uh, not let the kerosene like drip down the stick and onto your hand, and then go to the hospital? I don't want
1: to. Yeah, with we that. don't want that.
2: Look, I'm gonna be drunk, so we're all gonna have to take a bit of responsibility for whatever happens.
1: Just wear gloves; you will be fine. Okay,
2: done. I have gloves. Um, Plus, so anyway, go- sh- we we gotta continue, or oh. we're never gonna get through this. So uh, we're at Patreon.com slash Sarge the Destroyer. you can donate money to the show we'll give you special shit if you do it your subscription will also help uh, help us make some great content in the future because we can buy good equipment um, and then finally if you have any questions or comments you can email us directly at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com okay I'm fucking done now that that's out of the way buckle up gang because we all kind of have a story tonight you see tonight is our 20th episode what? The 20th episode of Citizen's Guide to the Supernova. That is why Laura's here. But it's also been like six months. Yeah. No. Longer than that. Uh, Who cares? Whatever. So anyway, um, <laughs> this is our 20th episode. And Laura has put up with our bullshit for 20 episodes. So we wanted her to be here to celebrate this momentous occasion with us. So uh, the other side of it is we thought instead of doing a long-winded episode like we normally do, we would pick three stories that are too short for their own episodes by
1: themselves. I mean, we're kind of there, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> anyway. He's not wrong. <laughs> we wanted to celebrate all the time that you have wasted watching or listening. So uh, we decided to determine the order of delivery of these three stories. We played a little game called How Close My Penis Can Get to the Bare Spinning Blades of Our Studio's Window Fan without actually touching it. Maynard? You win, and your what? bravery never ceases to amaze me. So, Maynard, the first story of this evening is your story.
1: I thought that meant I got to go last. No, uh, no, no. We needed to bandage some things. So, oh, all right. Um, so, you, you guys like moose? Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've all been up north. Watch the northern camel toe, moose knuckles. Yeah, watch out for moose. Moose crossing next 25 miles. Blah, blah, blah. We use moose for almost everything
2: up here. We take the heads and we put them on the walls for decorations. We take that poop and we make earrings out of them for some reason. We do? Some people There's do. There's
1: a lady in Maine who does that. Yeah,
2: she's real yeah. into it.
1: moose poop, everything. She's like, hey,
2: you know what, you know what would look really good on you? A, a large mammal's
1: excrement. Funny you should say Maine because this is where my story kind of originates. I feel like most stories
2: about moose originate in Maine.
1: Yeah, and, and full credit to uh, LegendsofAmerica.com That's where I got this story Alright, thank you Legends of America. They're, they're my source, mm-hmm. Kathy Weiser Alexander wrote this In October 2018 so I'm pretty And I bet on that dark day She never thought
2: that she would be on a podcast no. That literally tens of people listen to
1: No, so I mean there are other sources But I, I liked th- Hers was more comprehensive about This particular moose, which is called the Spectre Moose Spectre Moose Inspector Moose? <laughs> no, not Inspector. <laughs> a moose with a helicopter hat? <laughs> go, go, Gadget Antlers.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say go, go, Gadget. I forget the theme song. <laughs> That's true.
1: Now ah, we can get away with it. Well, th- this goes back in the day. And by back in the day, I mean 1891.
0: Oh, wow, shit. That is that is a long is a, time ago. That's a long ride. An
1: extremely large moose was first seen by this dude named Clarence Duffy of Old Town, Maine, a hunting guide who was working around I'm Lobster sorry, Lake.
0: Can, when you say extremely large moose, uh, I'm confused because aren't all moose extremely <laughs> large? Can we get... Can <laughs> is I this get, moose taller? Can, can I get there? All right, all right, there? let him get can there. Can I get then,
2: there? Can I get there is the name of my section? He tape. didn't get... Here. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Nope. Spoiler alert, damage. I do not hit the bottom.
1: He did not get near enough to the moose to take a shot, but he could see him plainly, and he was horrified by the encounter, and when he told his story, he was laughed at. Well, yeah. Naturally. A few months later, a Bangor lumberman named John Ross also saw the big moose. People began to believe.
2: Oh, because John Ross wasn't drunk and fucking a tree at the time. That's probably what happened. Maybe the first guy was just Pat what, what's his name? <laughs> Arnold Patrick Duffy or something. Uh, Clarence Duffy. Clarence uh, Duffy. Duffy. Yeah, Clarence Duffy probably had like a like a problem with with, uh, with knots and trees, you know? He was exploring their depths with his with his man with his man meat. Whereas uh, this other guy, he's a respectable lumberjack.
1: I don't it doesn't he's cover a, that in the
0: story. Is he a he was a woodsman? A lumber a uh, he's a woodsman. What was the, his
2: title?
1: He was a lumberman. a lumberman. A lumberman. So
2: it's like, it's like a tough job. you got to cut open wolves and let out grandmas and little <laughs> girls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Rescuing Hansel and Gretel.
1: Oh, oh yeah. No, Didn't
2: he it. save Snow White, too? He did. Yes. Snow White and the Huntsman. No, it was a Huntsman. Oh, fuck. Not the Woodsman. Continue. Right, Sorry. But later
1: that same year, a New York hunter saw the same big moose near a lake and fired several slugs into the animal. Well if the moose is
2: Paul Bunyan's size, I mean it's really just like two or three steps. It didn't and he's have in New any York.
1: effect. Then the moose charged the man who took refuge in a bear cave where he remained for about an hour before the large animal sauntered away. These tales were still discounted until the New York City sportsman, Howard Van Ness, not only saw the big moose but also shot him several times a year later in eighteen ninety two. The event occurred thirty miles northeast of Dorcross, where Van Ness along with three other New York men were hunting. He said the moose weighed a ton and as tall as a camel with a magnificent head and antler. After his shot hit the animal above the shoulder, the moose let out a deep bellow and grunt before coming after Van Ness who took shelter beneath a tangled mess of fallen trees and branches. The moose circled the area at tremendous speeds and once jumped over his hiding space before finally giving up.
0: I want an old-timey person to describe me because that is fucking magical. Right? Listen <laughs> some amazing. of the descriptions they have for things like what did he say about the antlers? Tremendous, 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 tremendous. antlers.
1: Tremendous the antlers. Weighed a ton, as tall as a camel, with a magnificent head and antlers.
0: I, I would, I think, people would be like, he's got a magnificent head and tremendous ears, Cause yeah, <laughs> like you know, I'm they're, in. They're big.
2: I'm, I'm bought in. This is so, a, so, kind a of a so
1: after all this, of course, more hunters are looking for this big, giant moose who is also white, the ghost the moose. This was a white moose, albino. Uh, that's what they say.
2: Ooh. So it was a giant white creature running yes. around the woods of the of the yes. North. hemisphere.
1: So they be hunters looked for years. They didn't see it again t- uh, until eighteen ninety five. A couple years later, and at that time, a Bangor taxidermist named Granville Gray spied the moose at a distance. A few years later, four four years later, Gilman Brown of West Newbury, Massachusetts, got close enough to the moose on the Roche River to count twenty two points on one side of his antlers.
0: I'm not sure what that means. That's a big deal. Usually, moose
1: antlers rarely have more than 8 to 12 points on a side. He counted 22 on one. Wow. He also fired five five shots at the large (laughs) 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 antlers. It's so glorious. I love love how the
2: the 1800s, (laughs) that thing is fucking gorgeous. Hand me my my (laughs) rifle. (laughs) Mortimer, I need to kill that.
1: And that's simply, I don't know, what does glowered mean?
2: Gloward, maybe? Gloward.
1: gloward. Yeah, gloward. What does gloward mean? He uh, looked at him. At him looked stalked. at him. The moose was like, like a glare. fuck yeah, you ain't yeah, yeah, right. a gun, you dickhead. And he stalked majestically away. So they call it the special. <laughs> <Silly. laughs> That's what it said, majestically. Moose gets shot five times and he
2: starts doing ballet out of the scene.
0: <laughs> These yeah, guys it-
2: always shoot something beautiful. I hate to be around them at like a sunset. Laying hate down range at the sun That is so fucking pretty Fuck you son Fuck you blood moon
1: (laughs) So they call it the Spectre Moose Because of it's white or light grey coloring Nobody I guess got close enough to really tell It was said to stand 10 to 15 feet tall And weigh nearly 2,500 pounds
2: This poor goddamn moose It comes out shock white And his mom's like Oh man This poor fucker He's gonna stick out like a sore thumb. The moose is like, man, being born with this white fur is the worst thing that'll ever happen to me. So ten it, years later, he gets fucking riddled with bullets like fucking John <laughs> Dillinger
1: and doesn't die. Yeah, no, he's huge. just walking around. So, uh, and it had a formidable stretch of antlers that went from ten to twelve feet across. Now, for reference, a normal moose would weigh eight to nine hundred pounds, stand about six feet tall, and have an antler span of four to six feet. Are Is we this
2: sure this just wasn't an elephant and
1: they were really drunk? So this thing was like a double moose.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <two> double moose. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus oh, moose. This awesome. actually—it's a—it's a conjoined twins. Now, if
1: you think about it, it's a giant white, kind of mythical almost moose. So it's basically the Yeti of mooses.
2: Son of a bitch! I knew I knew that was coming. I
1: should have. The Yeti of moose. Did I say mooses? I was shocked he didn't moose. pick a Yeti story, and then he said it was a Yeti of moose.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I. God, I, just, fucking so,
1: damn it! Obviously, it doesn't exist. So, uh, specter moose for now will now be called yeti moose. Yeti moose. Yeti moose. So, yeti moose. <laughs> yeti moose. so it, actu- it actually gained national attention with a New York Times article in November of 1899. More sightings came through in the following years. One was reported a, when a hunter from Boston spotted it near uh, Chairback Mountain. In the Look at those huge there fucking there. Antlet- antlers, kid. It's a baby whale! Sully, (laughs) Sully, dude. Sully, check this thing out. Dude, this thing's bigger than your sister. We're seeing that Sully we ain't never seen before, dude. Dude, Shoot it. Snap a picture. Get Oki over here. Oki! (laughs) Yo, Oki! Come quick! Sully, Tim, John, other Sully, get over here. (laughs) So, So a bunch of hunters came reportedly close to this over the years. So... He'd appear in, in waves of different sightings, and then, you know, whatever. So, albino moose actually do exist, so that's like a thing. Like, yeah. It's a picture one here. That's a, They're a real thing. They're extremely rare, and in fact, there's an area of Ontario, Canada that's called the White Moose Forest due to the uncommon number of these things, and they call them spirit mooses. So, like you said, well, like, yeah, they all go up like to like fucking Ontario because Canada doesn't have guns. <laughs> so... Fast forward to 1932 and another rash of sightings occurred then in 1938 and they were seen in the forest along the west branch of the Penobscot River. Penobscot. River. You nailed it. Penobscot. Yeah. Penobscot. 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 Close I, enough. I, I added Penobscot. Extra, I, I added an extra O, oh, sir. Penobscot River.
2: Penobscot.
1: So one vivid report came from a hunter by the name of Houston. Oh, wow. Houston, Ooh. we have a problem. <laughs> It's a giant, freaking white moose about to stomp me. When he came along, a herd of sixteen moose with three males watching over three females grazing in a group. And the two males were large, healthy moose, but the third was one of great size, making others look like pigmies, and was of white, luminous coloration. Luminous. When Houston turned his back for a moment and turned back around, the lodge white moose was gone, seemingly having vanished without a trace.
2: Or maybe he just like, stood against something else that was white, and nobody could see him.
1: <laughs> maybe it was snowing.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was cloudy. <laughs> He's like, hold on, hold on. Guys, 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 watch this. I'm going to hide behind this snowbank. Those guys are going to freak the fuck out.
1: So now we get into the, the bizarre stories. One tells of a group of hunters. The bizarre stories? We, we yeah, were in the no. bizarre stories no, before. No, they, they get weirder. Well, One was a group of hunters that killed a large white moose. Afterward, they slit its throat and hung it from a tree overnight so they could skin it and dress it the next day. When they woke in the next morning, the white moose was gone. That night, the dead and vanished moose simply walked into their camp with its throat still cut. The hunters shot at it, but the moose was unfazed and it walked away. It was later seen near Ashland, some 90 miles to the north of where they were, at which time it was shot again with no effect. So they, they... So... I want to know how a bunch of dudes hung a twenty-five hundred pound moose from a tree. <laughs> how do you know it's twenty-five hundred pounds? Like, no, but that's the legend, right? It's most... I mean, but
0: they have like a digital scale. They're like, hey, let's let's just put this thing on there and see what happens. Let's see how many of us can lift it.
1: <laughs> well,
2: so, it took us fourteen guys, so I'm gonna guess that's twenty-five hundred pounds.
0: I'm I'm good for I'm good for one hundred and ten. Uh-
1: some tales say that the moose makes an appearance when something bad is about to happen. This allegedly happened oh, in Like Franklin, a moose getting Maine. shot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it allegedly occurred in Franklin, Maine shortly before the town's restaurant burned down in 2002. So somebody saw it. Oh, Wait, this just is like a Salem ghost. Yeah. Remember
0: he yeah. showed up in the cemetery and then the thing burned?
1: Qu- questions about the large creature remain today. It was as to whether it is simply a very large breed of moose with a rare and anomalous color pattern, or if it is a mystical, ghostly animal that has roamed the region for over a century.
0: Evil Larry Bird moose. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a wicked jump shot, kid.
1: (laughs) That moose is just
2: fucking dunking on everyone.
1: People are still talking about this goddamn moose to this day.
2: Wow,
0: you picked been up to Maine, one. I've been up to Maine several times and I've never heard about this moose.
1: You,
2: maybe you've got to be a local. Uh,
0: they don't trust the northerners. The, the, I mean, the southerners.
1: Yeah, I don't know how far up in Maine Is this like one those, of those towns were, but...
0: This must be like one of those weird fishing stories, like, you go out in the boat, be careful, old snapper. <laughs> old snapper. <laughs> <laughs> You'll bite your whole boat and sink it. But it the moose has got a name like Fred. <laughs> yeah. Be careful, special. old white Fred. He might run over your house. There's this white moose in the woods, and but you can't get there from here. You go up down the road a bit, you know, turn around and come right back up the way you came. The minute you see old White Fred, you're gonna have diarrhea for six months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the the uh, horrible tragedies uh, sometimes a little
0: personal. So <laughs> you're gonna ruin your pants. My personal tragedy, unfortunately for me, was that my wife stuck around after I saw old Fred. <laughs> She was knocking on death's door and old Fred showed up and now
2: I got a spoon feeder for the next 12 years at least. Thanks, Fred, you son of a bitch. No wonder everybody fucking shoots you.
0: (laughs) It's it's this fucking moose that's walking through the woods, like stops at a watering hole, and he goes to drink and just water sprays out everywhere because he's been shot so many times. He looks like it's a like fucking the cartoon. It's like
1: you can't even drink. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Son of a
2: bitch! You know, I feel kind of bad for the moose, though, because like he just everywhere he goes, someone's shooting at him. He's like, "What the fuck did I do?"
1: I'm just a giant you were too white moose. Ma- you were
2: just too majestic. It's the most amazing thing about human beings. We're like, "Oh shit! Look, a rare animal. Let's kill it immediately so I can show everyone. Check out this dead body I found in the woods that I put holes in."
1: All right. oh, I God. think the uh, humankind maybe. is so dumb. Okay, so I'm break. up
2: next. Take a break. Oh no, you're right. We gotta uh, we gotta take, take a break. break. Yeah, take a we break. gotta take a break, and then, uh, and was- then I gotta go. Hi there, Saj here again. Probably I don't know. I don't I don't know how the commercials are working this episode, but uh, I wanted to invite all of you to buy some T-shirts from faculties.com. The guy who runs the site is pretty fucking talented at uh, making designs. And he's also a good friend of mine. So go to his website. You could buy some Saj specific stuff. That's got my name on it. Or you can uh, buy his stuff. Because you're only listening to this because you hate me. And you're going to make fun of me. in subtweets and other stuff. Which is fine. But, um, you know, go to faculties.com. They make some really good stuff. Customer service is fantastic. And the prices are pretty good considering all of his clothes are made in America. So, uh, that's all I got, and, uh, I hope you have a beautiful day, even though I already wished you one in the last commercial, probably. Um, I, s- I still hope you have a beautiful day, even if you're gonna make fun of me after this. I'm kind of lying a little bit. You can Go fuck yourself. All right, uh, uh, I gotta go. Have a good day. Or not, if you're gonna make fun of me. Fuck you. All right, see so you ready?
0: We'll, we'll beep yeah. his name.
2: We'll beep his name.
0: You're just learning to edit. I don't know if you can do that yet. <laughs> It'll just be like
2: not Mike.
0: Remember in that show that we don't talk about because it never happened? When we used to give people's phone numbers out and then we'd actually do <laughs> the tile. Dial- we would sneakily enter their phone numbers in. Yeah, let's let's not revisit that. But I'm just. I also missed that we had
2: the internal monologue. Of racist Stephen Hawking? Oh,
0: yeah. well, insensitive Stephen
2: Hawking. In, insensitive Stephen Hawking, excuse me. Okay, so anyway. recording. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Misguided Musing says, I like it when she's face down, ass up. <laughs> All right, so, back to the show. So, June 5th, 1852 in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Something crazy happened. And it was recorded in an article from Scientific American... Volume 7, Issue 38.
0: So you know it's real.
2: I'm going to read directly from the article. Oh, boy. And this is going to be amazing. 1852, right?
1: 1852.
2: Oh, it's going to be glorious. Oh, yeah. Big ready? words. Okay. You guys ready? the words. A few days ago, a powerful blast made a little rock in Meeting House Hill in Dorchester, a few rods south of Reverend Mr. Hall's Meeting House. The blast threw out an immense mass of rock, some of the pieces weighing several tons and scattered small fragments in all directions. Among them was picked up a metallic vessel in two parts, rent asunder by the explosion. On putting on the two parts it formed a bell shaped vessel four and a half inches high, six and a half inches at the base, two and a half inches at the top, much like my penis, and about eighth of an inch thick. Also, like like my penis. penis. (laughs) The body of this vessel resembled zinc in color. On a composite metal, which was there, is considered a portion of silver. On the sides, there are six figures of flowers, a bouquet, beautiful, inlaid with pure silver. Around the lower part of the vessel, a vine, a wreath, inlaid with also silver. The (laughs) The chasing, carving, and inlay are exquisitely done by the eye of some cunning workman. This curious and unknown vessel was blown out of solid pudding stone. <laughs> pudding stone's a real thing. I did not make that up. That's actually here. Because back in the day, they had beautiful names for everything. Pudding 15 stone. Fifteen feet below the service, it is now in the possession of Mr. John Kettle. Was it, jo- was it chocolate pudding stone or vanilla pudding stone? Uh, I'm not aware.
1: The pot was in possession of Mr. John Kettle?
2: Mr. John Kettle. What's, what What luck that Mr. Kettle happened to be around when the pot called him black. Dr. J.V.C. Smith, who recently traveled in the East and examined hundreds of curious domestic utensils and has drawings of them, has never seen anything resembling this. He has taken a drawn and accurate dimensions of it to be submitted to the Scientific. Back then, back then scientists as a group were called the Scientific. <laughs> it's fucking the fantastic. The Scientific. There's no doubt that this curiosity was blown out of the rock, as above stated. But will Professor Agrazia or some other scientific man please tell us how it came there? The matter is worthy of investigation as there is no deception in the case. The above is from the Boston transcript of the Wonder, blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line is holy fucking shit, you guys. They blew up some rock and they found a pot inside of it. This is not the first time they found pot in Dorchester, but probably the most remarkable time. It might have been the first time, actually. <laughs> This solid pudding stone referred to as a type of rock known as Roxbury Conglomerate. Roxbury Conglomerate is formed in marine environments over 500 years ago. And it makes up the bedrock below Boston, which is fascinating because this pot is stuck inside the conglomerate 500 million years ago. How did it get there? It's crazy.
1: Oh, so somebody made. Wait, stone. is that your whole
2: story? No, no, no. Hold oh, on. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how conglomerate forms. You guys have an idea. What's the pot made out of again? Is that put po- the it's pot zinc made out of? It's zinc inlaid with silver. So hear me out. Hold on, I'm not done. Paul so let Revere. me let me finish what I'm doing. Okay. And then you can you can lay your theories on me after you hear the theory that that was supposed by an article I found. So conglomerate forms when rock is rounded by water currents and then deposited in a in a certain area. Once it's deposited, clay fills the spaces between the stones, and then over time, like 500 million years, that shit gets pretty strong. So strong, in fact, that this type of stone is typically used in walls and foundations for buildings in Boston, especially churches back in the day. The article supposes that the pot was left by some ancient civilization. Modern archaeologists refer to this type of thing as an upa, or out-of-place artifact. Now let's hear your theory, Jordan.
0: I was just going to say Paul Revere got bored and was like I'm going to fuck with people weird because he was a silversmith oh well, it was inlaid with silver
1: yeah, inlaid well, with well, silver well, what year did this occur
0: 1852 okay how I mean where were they blowing up rock
2: in Dorchester
0: okay, well, thank you you're welcome yeah but where in Dorchester
2: on a hill <laughs>
1: Dorchester have been you been to Dorchester a hill, were, you, were you not <laughs> paying
2: attention
0: I don't know the old Tommy voice threw me
1: <laughs> it was very exciting.
2: <laughs> a few days ago, a powerful blast made in the rock at Meeting Hill House. Meeting Hill House. Meeting House Hill. Excuse me, in Dorchester. Meeting a few rods Penis. south. A few rods. I love the old timing measurements. It was just seven cats and two sticks. <laughs> it was fourteen cow penises. Fourteen
1: stone. <laughs> it <was> fourteen stone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it was a few rods. A rod uh, being. Like a yard, I think, actually.
0: I'm not going to fact check you.
2: I'm not going to fact check me either. Somebody out there can do it. Um, bottom line, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, I don't even think this How neighborhood exists anymore. How deep were they anymore. blowing shit up? It so, does. It's still there. I
1: just looked it
2: up. So this is, uh, f- I believe they said it was 15 meters below the surface. So 45 feet. About that, yeah. So an interesting thing about Roxbury Conglomerate Well, as well is that it makes up about, it's about three miles deep. Of the bedrock And and do they do
0: testing on how old the rock was around the,
2: uh... Roxbury Conglomerate in general is always going to be, uh, like 500 to 590 million years old.
0: But they didn't actually test the rock material around this pot.
2: We're going to get to that in a second. I know where you're going, and we're going to get there.
0: Okay. Continue on.
2: Okay. So, um... The article, uh, as I mentioned, supposed that uh, this was from some ancient civilization. However, the archaeologists that call it an out-of-place artifact are uh, the same archaeologists that discount these kinds of things. <laughs> Newspapers and scientific journals in the 1800s were chock-full of stories like this. These are the same people who put arsenic in green dye and then wore it and wondered why everyone was fucking dying. Aren't these the same people who put Mercury in hats too? Yeah, not a bright people. Not a bright
1: people. It's a good band name, Mercury Hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: nice. Anyway, looking at the artifact, there are a few theories and exactly none of them credibly reference an ancient civilization. Most just su- suggest that when this blast knocked around literal tons of stone, it may have also possibly knocked a Victorian candle holder out of a window. <laughs> There's a picture included in <laughs> It does not look like a mysterious thing. It literally looks like a fucking candle holder. And I'm going to post a picture on Instagram so you guys can check it out. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's just a candle holder. And it's not even that old. There's even one scientist. I didn't put it here in the article, but there was one scientist who was quoted. He was like, how did literally anyone think this was more than like a couple of years old back then? Um, I like that he did it in a Boston accent. Well, no, that was my uh, addition to it. Um, it's disappointing to end this story to be honest because it will be a cool mystery but uh, an article on a French language website called Le Cite d'Erna which uh, literally translate to the site of Erna uh, there's an English language takedown that's pretty thorough and then looking at the picture this thing definitely looks like a candle holder but what's fascinating about the idea is that um, imagine being back then you know like you blow up this giant granite section, or not granite, but conglomerate section, and, like, huge chunks of rock come flying out, and then you look in the hole, and there's this thing that's carved with, like, designs and all kinds of shit, and you're like, oh my god, an ancient civilization put this there. Meanwhile, there's, like, an old lady standing there, she's like, yeah, it was an ancient civilization. It wasn't mine. It wasn't for my house, you fucking asshole. Thanks for blowing my living room up.
1: It's my goddamn candle holder. (laughs)
2: Great! My mother brought that
1: to me. Where am I gonna put my candle now?
2: It took us seven years to cross the Atlantic Ocean to bring that to me, but cool. No, we can just pretend it's an ancient artifact. That's fine. But yeah, that's my story. Theories?
1: Yeah. Um, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah, theory. I mean, I'm, I'm I just pretty... I
2: thought it was kind of a cool story because like, it was local and it was hilarious.
1: It is. I got like, uh, like uh, imagine people in Boston getting all in a huff over something that was pretty easily explained. Yeah, like no one. <laughs> yeah, we've never
2: done that before. Uh but like no one looked at that and was like, "No, nah, that's that's just a candle holder like got broken in half." These are
0: the same people who were like a like a hundred and how, what year was it? Eighteen what? Eighteen fifty two. So these like these are the same people who were hundred and fifty years removed from crushing a man with stone because they thought he was a witch. Okay, fair enough.
2: That's a good point. These are the same Pull people. That,
0: these are the same people who who were up in the woods of Maine trying to shoot a white moose.
2: Look, just because we got a lot of colleges here doesn't hey. make us smart. All right, I think we've all proven that.
0: I'm. I mean, I'm just saying.
2: So anyway, yeah, this thing is called the Dorchester Pot. You can look it up. There's a couple of articles about it, and literally every single one of them makes fun of it, except for the Wikipedia article. That one's the most generous. And like most archaeologists, disprove this now. But I guess back in the day there was a ton of these kinds of articles and scientists would just completely ignore it. They'd be like, no, that's crazy talk. But the locals ate it up. They were like, oh, shit, cool. They found giants. No, that's a mastodon.
0: They hung people who... <laughs> Great band. <laughs> they hung people 150 years ago.
2: Well, I mean, there wasn't. Back in the same time they thought that the the victim, when they were killed in a murder, <laughs> the the, uh, the murderer's face would be imprinted on their eyeball so they're not you know super smart people that's for sure plus it's Boston so like they're doubly dumb
0: yeah
2: that was a good story I liked it
1: no it's enjoyable
2: short sweet to the point I was actually disappointed when I picked it (laughs) 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 also I was disappointed when I picked it as my sex name, but uh so I thought it was gonna be a lot better than it was (laughs) I, like, I was like digging around and I found all this information and literally everything goes back to this French site. It's like, no, it's fake. And you're dumb for thinking it's not. But I'm going to post a picture of it because it's actually kind of nice looking and I sort of want to steal it from my house. All right, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, we come upon our...
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there we go, sex tape, week we come upon anyway um,
2: we come upon the guy who lost the fan game and is now trying to suture his bloody penis I admire your courage
0: there's some pain involved
2: you tried a little harder than you should have
0: at least at least the hosts of this evening had some spongebob band-aids that I could use
2: they did Um, it's kind of weird that you thought you could clean it with lemon juice
0: that hurt a little bit
2: it was strange that you cried yeah
0: it hurt a little bit.
2: Well, you should know that lemon juice does not clean a wound.
0: Well, now I do. Okay. But I do smell lemony fresh for all those who are playing the home game.
2: Well, you're married, so no one can smell
0: that. Oh. Touche. All right. Um, do we want to like take a quick break before I jump into mine, or are we just going to jump into it? What's the timekeeper setting
1: uh, We're on 16 minutes, so... All right, let's think? take a break.
2: Hi, I'm Saj. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We, we didn't have a third commercial planned because we don't really do third commercials. So, um, so how's it going? How's, uh, how's things? Is how's it fam? Good, good. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Right now, right now everybody on the show is just peeing in the bathroom, so I'm just going to talk into the microphone while Jordan loudly moans as he urinates, because he he does that, and it's really uncomfortable for all of us, we just kind of pretend it's not happening, like the time when you're a kid and you hear your parents having sex, bed squeaking and shit. A lot of rough memories just now. It was the last time we went on vacation together as a family. Well, I think Jordan's back, so have a good day and uh, try not to cry a lot because I'm going to go cry a lot. Alright, so uh, it's Jordan's turn. Jordan, your story. Please,
0: my good man.
1: Jordan's pulling down coffee at like 10.30 at night right now. I've too, also so. been
0: awake for like close to 30 hours. Yeah, so yeah. instead of sleep, he well, came well, here I, to record. I, I wanted it's dedication.
1: To, I wanted to set the stage, so provide some background.
0: I'm wearing a sweaty black shirt because it's 115 degrees <laughs> in this
2: room. Well, I mean, in your defense, you're almost always sweaty.
0: Not anymore. Not since I've dropped a lot of weight. No, no, it's not about the weight. Now I'm cold.
2: It's about the culture. Oh, the people we came from. Yeah, that's true. Because Dad was real thin and he used to sweat in a snowstorm. True.
0: Well, anyway, uh, alrighty then. I, my story comes from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. In New Hampshire.
1: The south of the north, as it's been called. <laughs> <laughs> i
2: feel like that's more main. no i saw you know that, that on twitter i saw oh. that on twitter recently
1: the florida of new england when, when the when the president was visiting they were calling it the south of the north
2: it kind of is in some ways
1: oh. it depends on where you are in new hampshire if you're in like oh, north it's conway like south new hampshire, well no it was in manchester so oh okay well no that's the, that's south, the south of the north okay of new okay. Sure. okay all right mm, okay
2: if there's a method rest in new in new england it's probably in manchester or Dorchester. Yeah. Lawrence.
1: Yeah. Something was it. Lawrence. Something was a
2: Chester. Springfield. Okay, continue. All right, so... Uh, Not Springfield. Springfield is, is all coke all the time.
0: All right, so we're... Springfield is the Quincy of Western Mass. Oh.
1: Hmm.
0: All right, so we're in New Hampshire. It's the 1700s. This is... Starts out as pre-Revolution. Ooh. There's
2: a little place called Mount Chicoro. That's also where they make some amazing fucking
0: whiskey, you guys. And And uh, Chikorwa Village, but it wasn't always called Chacoora Village. It's been it's been through a, a few different names, but it's the easternmost peak of the Sandwich Range. Well, a lot mountains. of places
2: have been renamed. I mean, even Old New York was once
0: New Amsterdam. It's uh, Mount Chikorwa has a dramatic profile. It's easy rec- easily recognizable. One of the most photographed mountains in New Hampshire. It is beautiful. Aside from Mount Washington.
1: It's actually sometimes mistaken for Mount Washington for people who have never been to New Hampshire driving up.
0: Really? Yes.
2: Yeah. not that tall. I there know. There <laughs> people yeah. who have never been. There it <laughs> is! Oh,
1: there it is! Oh, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> if you think that's we're big, we're not there yet. Hold on.
0: <laughs>
2: you
1: forget it.
0: Anyway, sorry. So uh, it's it's uh, one of the most memorable mountains, poems, paintings. Hikers go there, blueberry pickers apparently.
2: Misguided this, tattoos.
0: This comes from uh, New com But we're not going to talk about the mountain. No, folks, we're going to talk about the death of the Native American chief yes. Chikorua and his this legend. Story. Is it Chikorua? I thought I always no, called it was,
1: Chikora. Ch- Chikorwa. I always called it Mount Chocula because I gave up. I oh, like that one too. <laughs> uh, right next to Mount Blueberry. <laughs> See? And across the way from You pick blueberries up there. <laughs>
0: And, and it's across the way from Captain Crunch's Mountain. Mm. Which uh, for some reason always cuts my mouth. <laughs> um so so folks, the legend. Now there's a there's a few different stories, it depends on who tells it. But it all ends all ends the same way. Tchikorua was a Native American. He was a chief. His uh stayed behind after his tribe um won the, the Battle of Lovell's Pond in Freiburg, Maine. The tribe moved on to St. Francis, Canada, and uh, he stayed back to take care of business at home. And uh, from here, the story kind of kind of changes a bit, but the story is that Chikorua befriended a settler by the name of uh, Cornelius Campbell. He did this against the wishes of members of the tribe, Because they would talk about the wars in the fights in the settlements to the south of New Hampshire.
2: They're like, wait, you're friends with a white guy? Jesus, you think a white moose is bad? (laughs) Wait till you meet
0: Jared. (laughs) Old Fred. (laughs) Old Fred was seen. (laughs) All right. um, So, Chikorway had business. Uh, It's unknown where this business was. One of the legends says that it was in St. Francis, Canada. He was going to check on the tribe. For a brief moment there, I thought you said insane clown posse, and I was like, wow, they've been around a while. So he entrusted his his one and only young son to the settlers, the Campbells. And again, friends of Chikorwa. They, they, uh, Campbell made friends with the natives against the will of the people in the town. Chikorwa made friends with Cornelius Campbell. Are they the
1: soup people? Campbell's soup is good food
0: yeah before they were
2: before they were making soup they were peddling Native American curses so uh,
0: Chikorwa had left his son was hanging out with the Campbell's and he got into some poison apparently there was a pesky fox that they were trying to get rid of the Campbell's was there an unskinny bop? His... a what?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no it's so old I I missed what he said. (laughs) I said, was there an unskinny bop?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so anyway, they were trying to poison a fox. For those Uh, of you that
2: don't know, that's what music used to sound like before you were born.
0: He
1: said he got into some poisons.
0: Unfortunately, uh, there was no warning label or childproof locks on the cabinets back then. Uh, Chikorwa's only begotten son drank the poison. He died, and uh, Chikorwa came back pretty pissed off. This, this isn't. He didn't just take revenge right then and there. No, re, dish, revenge is a dish best served cold. Chikorua plotted, and planned, and went into hiding into the woods. And one day, Cornelius decided that he was going to go off on a hunting trip, left his wife and kids behind. This is years later. He says, you want to talk about holding a grudge? Chikorua comes out of the woods, and slaughters Cornelius' wife and kids, while he's on this hunting trip.
2: Wow, this is a much different version than the one I
0: heard. Cornelius comes back to find his family dead. Bloody Chikorwa standing in his fields. And uh, they chased him into the, the woods and up the mountain. Again, varying stories talk about Chikorwa either throwing himself off the mountain or being shot by the settlers. In any event, before he died, Chikorwa cursed the land. You guys
2: will have discount cigarette stores on every corner.
1: And it came true. State liquor store highways on every exit. (laughs) So. Thank you.
0: Massachusetts Massachusetts will open up three casinos, but only one of them will be ours. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, so may, may the great spirit curse you. When he speaks in the clouds and his words are fire. May lightning blast your crops. Wind and fire the destroy great your homes. The spirit spits hot fire. <laughs> the evil one breathes death on your cattle. May panthers howl and wolves fatten on your bones.
2: Jokes on them, we kill so all those So that's the things. legend.
0: That's, you know, It's a, yeah, funny enough that you say that. So, if you're a superstitious person, the pioneers experienced in succession devastating devastating famine on their crops their cattle seemed to die and even poor old Cornelius was
2: eaten by a wolf poor Corny mm. so um not, not to, to rain on Jacoro's parade but um given that the main crop of New Hampshire is small granite rocks <laughs> You're not going to grow much
0: up there anyway. <laughs> so apparently, tried to dig in New England. Apparently, successful farms up there um, were just losing crops. Um, there was a series of storms that destroyed houses. Um, See the Willie House episode. And in these people, just assumed that it was the curse of Chikorwa. Uh Even one town went as far as to rename the the town because it had a reputation of having killer cattle. Or the, being the killer of cattle, <laughs> so it would be better if it was would right? <laughs>
1: Be
2: way better if it was killer
1: cattle. I was like, what did I just miss? <laughs> killer cattle. Everybody woke up.
0: <laughs> looks like My old. Brains.
2: Looks like old Bessie took Grandma last night.
1: Um.
0: So, and this is a matter of record that the cattle in the town of Burton at the mountain's base did regularly sicken and die of a strange disease. So the settlers attributed this to Cor- Chakorwa's malediction. The disease was known as Burton's
2: Ale. Because back then they did not know that penicillin cured syphilis. And in
0: 1833 they changed the name to Albany.
2: Stop fucking your in cows, In hopes gratis. of
0: removing themselves from the uh, terrible name of Burton um, and dis- disassociating themselves with the reputation of having uh, dead cattle. So, destroyed houses, destroyed crops... A plague on the cattle. And then old Cornelius. Old Corny. Eaten by a wolf. I as, gotta say, so. As the curse has foretold. The version of this
2: that I heard was from a Native American man who actually uh, worked in North Conway.
0: Again, uh, so like no, no, I, said, no, I, like I not... said, the curse, the, the story of this curse changes based on who tells it. So the, the curse is the exact same, it's
2: just the, the conditions are different. So the, this Native American gentleman um he used to run a, a wood carving shop in new hampshire uh and if anyone's ever been up to north conway um, you'll know that uh shops go in and out there all the time so he was only there for a couple of years but he told the story at jacora just a bit different and the story that he told was that jacora did leave his son with the campbell family and uh instead of trying to kill a fox they were actually trying to kill a wolf and so they were they were putting bits of poisoned meat out for the wolf to eat, and the little boy found the poison in the house and consumed it and passed away. So that part of the story is right. very similar. When Chikoro came back, Campbell told him what happened and was like, "I'm so sorry. Your son got into the poison. We were watching him, but you know he found the poison and, and he died." And Chikora was like. You know, obviously, I'm mad at you, and uh, I don't want to talk to you for a while, but it's okay. Like, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to leave. And so they stopped being friends. A couple days later, Campbell went out hunting, and a wolf. And the wolf came and wound up killing his wife and kid, the same wolf they were trying to kill. And everybody in the town blamed Shakurua when it was actually the wolf.
0: Right.
2: So they chased Jokoroa, and he's like, Jesus Christ, I forgive this white guy for killing my kid, and they don't even give me the same courtesy. Campbell insisted that Jokoroa killed his child, and that's the story that I heard. You know, it ends the same. It starts the same. It's just, you know, different conditions.
0: Right, and, and, you know, maybe the Native Americans tell it differently because they, you know, they want... Chakor would have come off as not such a bad guy. But.
2: Or maybe Chakor wasn't a terrible monster who's right. like, "I'm gonna kill your wife and kids because my son accidentally ate fucking rat poison."
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it, the
2: the story changes. It's right. just it was just interesting the difference. I mean, you and I grew up in the same neighborhood. We went to the same places. We went up to New Hampshire at the same time. But you and I know wildly different versions of the same, you know, legend.
0: Right.
2: All the all the facts are the same except it's a wolf. And Chikoro didn't kill the kids. The fucking wolf came in and killed Campbell's family.
0: Right. And this is, um, so this the, the account that New Hampshire Lakes and Mountains has on their website comes from a Lydia Marie child. Um, it was written down in 1859. Um, but Back hers, when it was
2: probably okay to be like, no, Native American killed your family.
0: Well, so the way she says it, it was when, when his son died. Uh, jealousy and hatred took possession of Chakorua's soul. He never told his suspicions. He brooded over them in secret to nourish the deadly revenge he contemplated against Cornelius Campbell. Um, but when you think about it, like in terms of
2: of all the stories we know of curses, right? It's always somebody who was wronged, and they're they're trying to to get revenge on their wrongs. So if if Chikora kills Campbell's family, then it doesn't follow that story pattern. That a lot of cursed stories follow, yeah, you know what i mean
0: i'm I'm more apt to believe, so well and this this does tell uh another version of this the same story um Chikora climbed to the had climbed to the tallest point because he was being chased uh he was unarmed uh and while well below and within gunshot stood his pursuer, he pleaded his friendliness to the whites and the harmless scattered conditions of his few followers but the hardened hunter was unmoved. The price for his scalp was too tempting. And they shot him and killed him. Yeah, so
2: the, the version that I heard, too, was that Chikorwa didn't want to be taken by the white man, so he leapt. Yeah. But before he leapt, he screamed the curse So, out. Yeah, man, it's that's very...
0: That's the version, I know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Super fascinating how
2: many different versions of the story there are. Mm-hmm.
0: Super interesting, because it's... A, it's I mean, the we curse don't even is know if well Chikorwa
2: was a real guy,
0: you know? I mean, they've named the mountain after him. Yeah, but... That's kind of like... I mean...
2: We also have the Grand Tetons. I'm pretty sure there was no Grand Tit out in Utah.
0: Lake Tititon.
1: You don't know that.
2: You're right, I don't. Um, But they're mormons, so I'm guessing no.
0: One of the things, though, that's really, really interesting, um, and we can actually explain away, is the death of the cattle. So, uh, it was discovered that high concentrations of muriate. Of lime in the local water supply were responsible for the suffering and death of Albany's cattle.
2: Also, once again, I just want to remind everyone this is around the same time frame that they used arsenic to make wallpaper green, so not the brightest Um, people.
0: A simple antidote consisting of carbonate of lime administered in the form of soap suds or alternatively meadow mud put an end to the problem. The cattle ailed no more and the superstition died. Um, So we can explain away the, the deaths of the cattle, but irony that the wolf. Mentioned in the curse eight Cornelius irony that storms came and toppled houses and
2: No. No, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's just New Hampshire. The what? weather is insanely dangerous up there. Yeah, I
0: mean it it's just it's it's I mean, listen funny... to
2: the Willie family story. That's not an uncommon story for New Hampshire. The weather up there is incredibly dangerous. Anyone who's hiked the White Mountains will tell you it's, it's not terribly safe even when you know the weather conditions they change on a dime
0: yeah so I just uh, I thought it was an interesting I love That's this a fascinating I love the story. story I love that I love that there's like in this room there's three different versions of the story the right
2: version now. that I prefer is that Shakurua uh, didn't kill the family that a wolf did it and uh, he was he was
1: hunted anyway I heard a version where it, it was actually a yeti
2: god uh, fucking, fucking damn it man <laughs> son of a bitch Yeti Moose, Yeti Native Americans.
1: No, 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 no. The the, the, the Yeti in place of You know, if you had said
0: Pukwudgie, I would have bought that.
1: You know what? I would hope.
2: I hope and I pray that someone finds a fucking Yeti, and it's like two feet tall, and it looks like Warwick (laughs) Davis.
1: As long as it's not a cooler or like a...
2: <laughs> cousin or a large mug. It looks yeah, like cousin does twenty-five dollars. A large mug mm-hmm. that soccer dads are pouring vodka in at seven in the morning, so they can go to hockey practice. Wouldn't soccer hockey dads dad? going to hockey practice. Yeah, hockey dad. <laughs> what do you think soccer dads do in the fucking winter time?
0: You know, hockey is like
1: exactly. a year-round thing.
2: Like you
0: go to the rink year-round. No. Yeah, absolutely.
2: No. no.
0: Reject. Your theory is incorrect.
1: Sure, I've seen a few hockey dads pining for hockey and they, they can't go until for exactly. like another month.
0: You can always bring your kids to the rink and let them skate around. That's the whole point of hockey. It's like it's indoors. Yeah, but they always
1: bring their
2: mutant kids to soccer and then they're too rough with the other kids. Because uh, the other kids play a sport that involves no touching.
0: Got it. All right. So, yeah, that's my story, guys. It's a fun little legend. Um, I, I don't have a preference on the legend. I, I've heard multiple different versions. Um, but... You know, again, in this one article, there's two different versions of the story. The one where he pled his his he's pled guilt free, and he uh, also was guilty and met an untimely death. Either way, so yeah,
2: it's it's, it's kind of a fucked up story because it it really does play on the relationship that white settlers had with Native Americans in, in New England. We were not good to them. No. In literally any instance.
0: And, I mean, extrapolate that out a couple hundred years, and here we are.
2: <laughs> we did not get any better at it. Nope. We were like, hey, how'd you like a large place where people can pay money to smoke inside?
0: Also, ZZ Top is going to play there a couple of times a year. Aerosmith is <laughs> <laughs> is going to set up shop, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Candlebox is going to play in your lobby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to give you this land. You can sell drinks and games, but you're going to have to let Nickelback play.
2: No, you know what? Nickelback is too big to play the casino. We're talking, we're talking Pat Benatar. Ugh. All right. <laughs> no, it depends. There's
1: like the, the lobby front part where, you know, like Candlebox would play, and then the paying part where, like, you know, I think. You buy it, tickets, yeah. <laughs> You've got to see Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a
2: Danzig cover band. Glenn Danzig
1: just sings the first song and then goes (laughs) to the bar.
2: (laughs) He sings sings Mother and then
1: takes off. He sings
2: a promotional version of Mother, though, that directs you to Guy Fieri's restaurant. (laughs)
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the musings (laughs) of...
1: (laughs) 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 Mother, do you want to eat a steak with me? (laughs) Go ahead
2: down to Flavor Town. Oh,
1: Flavor! (laughs) (laughs)
2: Flavor! I'll be at the bar. Glenn Danzig's in the restaurant later on that night. I got a voucher for his steak. I want it rare, bloody. Oh, sir, we can't, sir, we can't serve that.
1: Fine, I'll have chicken wings. <laughs> Glenn Danzig doesn't have time. you bullshit. <laughs> Glenn Danzig's the greatest. Hey, yeah, he's playing Madison Square Garden on Halloween, though. So. Well, yeah, but he's got
2: to play with the Misfits because Glenn Danzig's not going to fill that place on his no. own. No,
1: well, of course not.
2: I'd go see that. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Misfits? If it weren't for the fact that I'd take my goddamn kids trick-or-treating, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it's also in New York. Yeah, we went over this. No, 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 that has nothing to do with it. I would sleep literally on a bench to go see Misfits, but you know, I can't tell my kids I can't take them trick-or-treating. You know what would be great is if I took them trick-or-treating at a dancing concert. <laughs> <laughs> They'd <laughs> just come Lots home with a pillowcase full of Adderall and razor blades. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> in one mirror. Yeah, in one mirror. One dusty mirror. (laughs) All right. So uh, thank you for listening to our 20th episode. We honestly can't thank you enough for being a part of this crazy journey. Uh, we got some big things coming up. I know we keep saying that. um, But very soon.
0: By the time this drops. Hopefully by the time this
2: drops, there's going to be some big stuff. So uh, stay tuned. Big things
0: come also the name of my sex tape. Alright, well, bye everybody.
1: Do. Well, we we get you know. Can we give an actual outro? Or? You're
0: welcome, and we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm CG Super Manage I mean, at Manta rules. rules. Sarge is that bastard Prophet. If you're still listening, you're just a lonely person. That's Show what's is that C Or you can your phone while you're driving normal.
2: to skip the next track.
0: Sarge just fucking just pulls his way in there. Doesn't doesn't take no for an answer.
2: That is not the name of my
1: sex <mwah> uh, <laughs> tape. No is my life. safe word. No. See you guys later.